It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. It's Thursday, February 11th, 2021. We're brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill is seriously the best dentist I've ever gone to. The only dentist I've gone to in the last 27 years. Make him your dentist today. Take control of your dental health once and for all. 317-849-2933 is the number. We're going to talk about two things today. Number one, we're going to talk about the Indianapolis Colts and their ongoing search for a quarterback who could lead him to a championship. Secondly, we're going to talk about Indiana University basketball coming off a double overtime win last night in Evanston against Northwestern. What did we see last night? What have we seen from the Hoosiers? Who makes us think that the stated goal of being relevant and playing for a Big Ten championship every single year and every once in a while going to the Final Four in the national championship, are we getting closer to that? And if we aren't, why not? All right, we start with the Colts. The Colts have three tracks that they can pursue. Actually, a fourth track, which is really, really interesting to me. Let's talk about those tracks. They can go get an old guy, like a Philip Rivers type guy. Not Philip Rivers, but a Philip Rivers type guy who projects to be here maybe for a year and you kick the can down the road and put yourself maybe in a position to go to the playoffs and maybe win a playoff game. But let's remember the stated goal of the Indianapolis Colts is to win multiple championships And you don't do that with Ryan Fitzpatrick, and you don't do that with the utterly immobile Matt Ryan. You just don't. What are you going to have to give up for Matt Ryan? His $41 million cap number to the Falcons makes him a guy that the Falcons might be amenable to moving on the cheap. At the age of 35, going to be 36, what do you get out of him? The Falcons last year, yeah, they were a terrible team. But they were 4-12 and with him as your quarterback. His statistics, not too bad. I don't think the Colts go down that road because I don't think that takes you toward championship-level play. Ryan Fitzpatrick, if Ryan Fitzpatrick is so good, and statistically, if you look at what he did last year for the Dolphins, he was really good. If he's so good, why has virtually, if not really, literally, one quarter of the NFL said, yeah, we don't want this guy anymore. You don't have a guy who's playing on his ninth or 10th team 
lead you to, to a championship. It just doesn't happen in this world. So let's leave the old guys out of it. All right, trading up. Here's the problem with trading up and getting the person that you believe can be your franchise quarterback for the next 15 years. Number one, that's not the way life works. You don't guarantee anything. Everybody thought when they got Andrew Luck, the Colts drafted Andrew Luck number one in 2012. That was less than nine years ago. He's been retired for a full year and a half. That's the way football tends to work. So you're not getting a 15-year guy. That's not the way it happens. You cannot guarantee that you're getting a 15-year guy, even if you draft number one overall. Look at Sam Bradford, number one overall. He was the NFC Offensive Rookie of the Year in 2010. And where did his career go? Straight down the dumper. There are no guarantees in the NFL, but the further down the pecking order in quarterbacks you go, the less likely it is that you're going to get that franchise guy. Sure, Tom Brady at 199 is an anomaly. Russell Wilson, an anomaly. Dak Prescott, another anomaly. You're not going to get guys later in the draft to take you to championships nearly as often as you are at the front end of the first round. The Colts are not going to be able to get to number one and take Trevor Lawrence, who is by far the best quarterback prospect in this draft. They're probably not going to be able to get to number two, probably not going to be able to get to three. So if they get to four where the Falcons are, if they can get to four and give up some stuff, serious stuff, they are probably going to be drafting the third best quarterback in this draft. And that's not worth it. You don't, you don't leverage the future of your franchise in order to get the third best anything in the NFL, in an NFL draft. You just don't do it. And how does that guy project to being a championship-level quarterback? Probably not at all, especially in a division where Trevor Lawrence is the guy who's going to be taken number one by Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? You've got guys out there. you got Mac Jones. Mac Jones might be available at 21, but here's something about the draft, too. No quarterback, none, zero. Not no quarterback has ever risen to an elite level. Not no quarterback has ever played for a championship team being drafted in the 21st slot. No quarterback since 1967 has ever been taken with the 21st overall pick. So if you're going to take a quarterback at the front end of this draft in the first round, you're going to take a guy higher than 21. You're going to have to move up in the draft. And in order to do that, you're going to have to spend draft equity. And man, does Chris Ballard hate doing that. He gave up, what was it last year, 13 for DeForest Buckner? Does he want to do that again at 21 and, and move up in order to get a rookie who is probably going to take two, three years in order to, to find his level? Mac Jones is a guy. He's played in an NFL-type program at Alabama. He's played behind an NFL-type offensive line that could be good or bad for the Colts. He has had NFL-quality wide receivers. He's going to have three weapons go probably in the top 15 of this draft. That's what Mac Jones has been dealing with, and that's part of the reason he's been successful in his limited time as a starting quarterback at Bama. So three years down the road, are you playing for three years down the road? Probably not. So I don't think the Colts are going to move up to take uh, a quarterback because they're not going to get the quarterback of their dreams. But this is true. Look, 
You, you know, the corner, they got to do something because their apple tree on their property sucks. Jacoby Brissett, Jacob Eason, neither of these guys is going to take you to a championship. With Eason, at least that's true in the short term. You know that. Chris Ballard's noncommittal about whether this guy is going to be a quality backup in the NFL, for goodness sake, let alone a starting quarterback, let alone an elite-level starting back, let alone a Super Bowl championship quarterback. You want to cast your lot with a fourth-round draft pick who really had one productive season at Washington after transferring from Georgia? You want to do that? I don't think you want to do that. I don't think you've got gonads that big. I don't think you're that strong that as a GM, even Chris Ballard, with the equity he has built here over the years, drafting well, signing quality free agents, building that roster to what it is now, from being not really a very good roster, all, you know, respect to Ryan Grigson, um, into a really, really good roster that might be an elite-level quarterback away from playing for a championship in a Super Bowl. So do you go get Sam Darnold, or do you go get Carson Wentz? Those are really the choices. Uh, Sam Darnold, if you can project with a straight face Sam Darnold as a championship-level quarterback, good luck. Good for you. I'm proud of you for taking that kind of stance. I am, because it's not easy to walk out on that kind of skinny, skinny, skinny limb until it snaps and you break your neck. Carson Wentz is different. Carson Wentz in 2017 led the Eagles as a starter to an 11-2 record. He was on pace to become an NFL MVP in his second year. Yeah, last year was a disaster for Carson Wentz. Played his way onto the bench. Led the league in a short season right for him. He didn't start every game. He didn't play every game. He led the league in interceptions and in sacks. That isn't easy in the number of games that he played. But you've seen what he's done before, and you've seen what he's done with part of your staff. Your passing game coordinator came from the Eagles. Frank Reich came from the Eagles. He was Wentz's offensive coordinator in 2017. These are guys who are very, very familiar with him, understand how he works up here and here and in his feet. They get Carson Wentz. The stumbling block for attracting a guy like Carson Wentz is that you're going to have to pay for him. And you're going to have to pay a pretty shrewd operator in Howie Roseman with the Eagles. And he is shrewd enough to know that he's not going to be able to get over on Chris Ballard in the way he's going to be able to get over on Ryan Pace. That's going to make this difficult because the Bears are going to be willing to overpay for somebody because Ryan Pace is on thin ice in Chicago, as is Matt Nagy, the head coach. Here in Indianapolis, Chris Ballard has the full support of the fan base, of the players, of the owner, of the coach, of everybody associated with the organization. That's going to make it tough. So I think what you have to do, you have to move away from your apple tree, not plant a new apple tree, which means draft a guy, all right? You have, and not go get maybe an overripe apple. Don't do that. Go someplace else where they got a great apple tree, and say, I want to buy all the fruit off your apple tree. What's it going to take? Dan Dockich was talking about this today, talking about Russell Wilson. That's interesting. To call the team that owns the rights to the quarterback of your dreams and say, hey, what do we have to do? Let's talk about how we move this guy off your books and how 
we can benefit from having this guy as our quarterback? What kind of a deal can we put together? Maybe you get really, really fortunate. I think that that's a path that Chris Ballard has to take really, really seriously. In a moment, we'll talk about the Indiana Hoosiers and Archie Miller and a lack of toughness from the Hoosiers and where from that comes. First, this message from the Indiana Pacers. Pacers Co. is proud to introduce its new line of all-star great products. Tired of annoying pests buzzing around your space? Send them flying with the all-new Miles Swatter. With an extendable arm, the Miles Swatter increases your reach to all-star levels for maximum swattage. Get that shot out of here! That's not all. Call now and you'll receive not one, but two Miles Swatters. That's enough for all-star coverage for elite defense on both hands. Get yours now. Pacers.com slash vote. All right, let's talk about the Indiana Hoosiers and Archie Miller. Archie Miller is the architect of a franchise that cannot sustain toughness. Why? Why is it possible for Purdue, who's going to play tonight at 5 o'clock at Minnesota, why is it possible for them to be tough and play tough guy football game after game after game, and not just game after game, but possession after possession after possession? Why is that? That's because Archie Miller does not demand it. We get the, we get the behavior that we tolerate. We earn that behavior. If you're a teacher and you let kids run amok, all your kids are going to run amok. Once they realize there are no rules, they'll never respect rules. Once they realize there are no expectations and the expectations that might exist bear no consequence if they're not met, you got a problem. You got chaos. You got people looking like they just don't want to play at that point. That's what the Indiana Hoosiers have got right now, and that is on Archie Miller. And we saw it last night again and again and again. Early in the game, they looked entirely indifferent to, indifferent to competing. Later in the game, they kind of nutted up and they defended like it meant something. They got in a stance, they cut off the drives, they rebounded, they blocked out, and all of a sudden, good things started to happen on the offensive end. They went from being a team that couldn't hit a shot from the field, couldn't hit a shot from the line, to being a team that could not miss from the line. They missed, I believe, their first six free throws. They made their last 14. That's not just water rising to its level. That's activity yielding a positive result. Good defense begets good offense. That's the way it works. If you're active defensively and you create turnovers and you create missed shots and you block out, you get the rebound, or you secure the turnover and you go the other way, you've got a great chance to score. Indiana is a good transition offense. When they get into the half court, they are atrocious. They are terrible to watch. This is on Archie Miller. The lack of toughness, the lack of consistent activity and consistent energy, that is a responsibility borne by Archie Miller. And that is the consistent trait that has followed this team through his four years and the final year of Tom Crean. All these teams look exactly the same. They do things in exactly the same way. Utter indifference on occasion during possessions. Other possessions are pretty good. But a lot of possessions, really not so good. And long stretches of of games, kind of apathetic toward the result of the game and the result of that specific uh, possession. Indiana, not in a good spot right now. And probably not in a good spot moving forward. Are they closer to a championship? No, they're not. They're not closer to a championship. This is like going to, a, going to the Rockies. And you see the mountains. 
off in the distance. And then you drive an hour, and it looks like you're no closer. And then you drive another hour, and you're still no closer. And you think, when the hell are we going to get to the mountains? The thing is, you know what? At some point, you just stop driving. You stop believing that the mountain even exists, and that's where Indiana basketball is today. Breakfast with Kent tomorrow morning, bright and early, 6 o'clock on Facebook Live, immediately thereafter on Periscope and Twitter. Cannot wait to talk to you then. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy. Interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood? Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello. Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy. Interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood? Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello.